Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom, Mark Walters. Here we go again, Grieg over in Dallas, Texas, and fans of Armed American Radio. It's hour two, hour one is in the rearview mirror. Thanks to Lee, the gunwriter Williams, coming to you live from AAR Ranch here in the Sig Sauer Studios on this Crossbreed Holsters mic for the second hour of the program. And I'll explain all that later down the road. You'll still hear Fort Worth Armory in there. We love those guys over there. But, uh, boy, they're busy, and, and they can't keep up with orders. Greg, that's not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad problem See, at all. You know, ammo manufacturers have always been in that position. I've always found that to be interesting, that... Yeah, there are certain companies out there that are so big that do they really need to advertise to a certain extent, right? From brand advertising, yes, they do because they got to keep their brand out there, right? It's very, very important. But within niche markets, if you're a gun owner, you have to have ammo. Now, what the ammo manufacturers want you to know is who's out there, right? Where they want you to buy their ammo. Sig makes great ammo, okay? Uh, Winchester makes great ammo. There's lots of ammo manufacturers out there, a lot of, of great you know, entrepreneurs and independent companies. But people go out online and they find ammo. And as gun ownership continues to grow, ammunition sales go through the roof. And here that you find yourself in that catch-22, I'm soliciting more business and I can't keep up with it anymore, right? Mm-hmm. I remember having Nugent on the program, rocker Ted Nugent, a number of years ago. And he was hilarious. He was, Mark, it's great to be here with you. I just want to let you know, and I'm going to give the listeners the visual. I am sitting in a bathtub, butt naked, filled with ammo. We just had two huge pallets of ammo delivered to the ranch up in Michigan. (laughs) And he said, I'm just swimming in ammunition up here. And he mentioned where he bought the ammo. And I won't mention that. And the company actually yelled at me the next day because they said, we're already running three shifts. I wish you wouldn't have done that because they just got pummeled right, with orders that they just couldn't keep up with. And, and I, I feel for the ammo companies out there that, that find themselves in that position. Fort Worth Armory has found themselves in that position. And here's the, here's the catch-22. If you're one of the people that helped put them in that position, thank you for that. That's not a bad thing. You know, but we have a great relationship with them, and we look forward to them uh, – uh, being back on the mic here in the near future, and we're going to keep uh, crossbreed holsters on that mic. And we've got some inquiries from some companies that want to have it, so we'll have some discussion. So welcome into the second hour of the program. Remember, it's all brought to you by X Insurance. They took third at the Michigan-Indiana boat races, power boat races this weekend, Greg. All right. On the podium again. And Rick Lindsay actually, I, I don't think he auctioned it off, but he offered it in a giveaway for a helicopter experience to ride in the X helicopter with him piloting it. That's pretty cool. Flying over the boats while they're filming it. You know, these races at 150 miles an hour on the wall. Oh, it's really cool stuff. It's really cool stuff. So ladies and gentlemen, if you want to see what they do over there, X insurance does all kinds of really cool, fun stuff. Lots of adrenaline junkies over there. Visit X insurance. If you're on Instagram, go check it out and follow uh, follow X insurance on Instagram and you'll see some of the coolest stuff out there. They really have it going on. Greg, would you tell people, let me put your uh, Clint Eastwood mug up there. Would you tell people where they can watch us in high definition and participate in the chat, please? Sure. Just head on over to armedamericanradio.org or .com. Uh, top of that website, you're going to see the link to see Mark in 1080p while he's strumming his Les Paul uh, during the breaks. 
And you can also uh, head over to the Listen Live link if you'd like to, and uh, because you might be out driving or something, you'd rather just listen. If you've missed the previous broadcast, well, you've got, also got the podcast link. You can catch up over there. And we've got the shop link. If you'd like to support the show, head over there and pick you something nice up. Lastly, just head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app so that you can join our live chat, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. Oh, you did too quick again, and you were actually going kind of slow. Let me hit my sugar-free Red Bull again and yawn real fast. There we go. Yeah, everybody loves to hear gulps. There they are. Yeah, I could cut the mic on that, but why it takes away from the realism, right? We're real people doing real things over here. And when you uh, sip something to drink, well, you know, in real life, you can hear people sip something to drink. All right, I have no idea where to go today. I'd like to go back and play my Les Paul. You guys see you later. Greg, cue up the music. I'm just kidding with you. Yeah, exactly. Here we go. The, the, no, don't do the, don't. He does it anyway. <laughs> so uh, I want to give another congratulations to Tom Gresham before we even get going in the second hour today. I had some uh, conversations after the show aired yesterday. Uh, it, a really good story out at BearingArms.com about pro-gun podcast right now armed american radio is not a podcast a lot of people have this misconception that it's a podcast it's not a podcast joe rogan show is a podcast right yeah joe rogan show does not air on national radio nope this is a radio program that we take the recording of and we put it up in podcast form for people to get it who might not be able to listen to it because they're not near a station or it's airing at a, a time that might be too late whatever the case may be so we give you the podcast out there Armed American Radio will celebrate its 15th anniversary on the nation's airwaves on April 26th, coming up in 2024. That's a big deal. That's, that's not an easy feat on the nation's airwaves. Greg, you've been in radio most of your adult life. I think you can attest to that, correct? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not an easy thing to do. And Gresham, in 2025, will be celebrating his 30th year on the airwaves. Wow. That is utterly remarkable. I don't know of any other show out there with that longevity. He's on 265 radio stations and continuing to grow. But I I can't think of another show that has that longevity. Can you? Am I missing something here? Uh, well, uh, you know, there's overnight shows that have been successful for that long of a time. You know, George Norrie's show was hung around for quite a while. Um, and I think there's still an iteration of it. I forget who's hosting the show. But, Maybe Bill uh, Cunningham, okay, yeah. out of WHIO. He's been around a long time. I've been a guest on his program before. Yeah. But, you know, you're talking about giants in radio. Yeah. That have that longevity. And I mean, even, none of us would be here. None of the pro-gun shows would be here if it were not for the ceiling broken by Tom Gresham at Gun Talk. And I can't believe it's been 30 years. Yeah, and it's also, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people don't understand. Just recently, the Democrats were actually trying to axe AM radio. And they were trying to axe it from uh, um, uh, car manufacturers mm-hmm. on the radios themselves. So where you only had FM or an ability to plug in an auxiliary. And that would have forced AM stations to find translators on the FM side of the dial. And so AM radio, with the exception of older radios and older vehicles, would have essentially kind of died off on newer vehicles. And where does all the conversation for conservatives happen? Typically on the AM side of the dial. You don't think that's a coincidence by any chance, do you? Not at all. <laughs> it's not a coincidence. 
It's all by design. It really is. It's pathetic, but it is all by design. And, well, and it's, it's an sad. absolute. It's an absolute onslaught on people with uh, conservative values since the Biden administration took uh, took office. Is it's an absolute onslaught on everything that uh, just traditional people hold dear to themselves and how they like to live their lives and where they like to hear conversations and where they like to get their information from. Absolute onslaught on everything that you just hold dear. Yeah, uh, boy, I, I, uh, you just reminded me of a very provocative conversation that I had with somebody who I won't name today. Um, and, and not because you know him, listeners, you don't know him, at least in these circles. Well, you don't know him in any circle, frankly. Yeah, but I still won't name him out of respect. But uh, you know, have you ever heard the, the, the commentary that you know, violence, you hear politicians say it all the time, violence is never an answer. Right. Yeah. So I asked a question when and I don't know where it came from. It just popped out. Then why do we have a military? Yeah. If violence is never the answer. Why, why are law enforcement able to be to hold a monopoly on violence? You know, obviously it's useful. We had a I got to have I had this conversation with my dad today about the and my dad's funny. He will send me every God bless, bless his heart. I love him to death. We joke about it. But he will send me stories 30. that he sees on, quote, unquote, the news, right? Self-defense, happy ending stories, right? Yep. And he's a guy who knows A.W.R. Hawkins. We broke bread together. And, and you know, we're all family. We consider A.W.R. family as well. He's like, hey, maybe you can get this over to A.W.R. Check this out. And it's a, so we're getting ready to take a break, so I'll lead up to it with this. When we come back from the break, I'll expand on it a little bit. But my dad will send me happy ending stories. And nine out of ten times, I smile, I'll send a smiley face back and say, yeah, we talked about it yesterday, right? He's like, oh, I just can't get ahead of you on this. I just can't get ahead of you on this stuff. But I'll explain how this ties into violence being an answer when we come back, because my dad and I had lunch today. And we talked about a happy ending story that I'll mention to you that ties into this, what is you know, arguably a very provocative conversation. We'll be right back. Daniel Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. All right, guys, welcome back in. Let's get the break screen off for you if you're watching us on your television to your devices or OpsLens or any of those places that were available for you at. Back at the AAR Ranch in the Six Hour Studios, Mark Walters in front of the Crossbreed Holsters. Mike with you. It's all being brought to you today and every day by the great X Insurance. So we asked this question, you know, Somebody asked me today in a private conversation, just talking about fun stuff, you know, violence is, is never an answer. And what prompted that, I think it's important that we mention, is the 7-Eleven beatdown. You saw this video? Yes. That's what yeah. we were talking about, right? Yep. And the question kind of is violence, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of talking to kind of a left-wing person. Is violence really ever an answer? And my response was, absolutely, it's an answer. No question. Why do you think we have a military if violence isn't the answer? What is the purpose? Rush Limbaugh used to say this. What is the purpose of the military? To kill people and break things. That's what Rush Limbaugh used to say. Remember that? Yep. That was his famous quote. And the left went after him for that, even though that's what the military does. 
kill more people, break more things, win the war. Sometimes you don't have to kill more people to do it, but you have to break a lot of things. Okay, sometimes violence is the acceptable outcome. And we're going to go back to that 7-Eleven beatdown in just a few minutes. But, you know, like I was talking about, my dad will send me some stories from time to time. And he sent me uh, the story about the uh, road rage incident in Wake County, North Carolina, which popped yesterday. Now, AWR wrote about it over at Breitbart News. What I love about while other people cover these stories, AWR puts things in the stories that other writers don't. He reminds us about laws and gun control laws that are in place and points out the hypocrisy of Democrats that other outlets don't do. So I'd like to refer to AWR stories for those obvious reasons. But uh, District Attorney Lauren Freeman explained, and I'm quoting AWR on this, that a woman shot and killed 49-year-old Stephen McClam as he pulled on the handles of her car doors in a grocery store parking lot. I want you to keep in the back of your head this question, is violence ever an acceptable answer? Because you hear politicians say all the time, should never resort to violence. Bull. Sometimes you have to resort with violence. And not only do you have to resort to violence, you have to resort to overwhelming violence to save your life. So that's nonsense when people tell you that violence is never an answer. Sometimes violence is the only answer. And not only violence, overwhelming violence. Now, there was a road rage altercation in Wake County. I used to live near that area. North Carolina is a great state. And they, you know, like most states, even in left-wing states, you have a right to defend your life. You might have a left-wing Soros-funded DA that's going to come after you, see the Marine veteran in the subway that they're not talking about anymore, coincidentally, by the way, right? That kind of went away. But you had an incident where this woman got involved in a road rage incident. She was the victim. And the DA has pointed out that this Mr. McClam was the aggressor. He followed, I'm quoting from the DA, he followed the woman, the other individual, into the parking lot. She was trying to get away from him. And upon getting out of his car, out of his car, approached her vehicle, and it attempted then to get into her car. At which point, he was trying to force her door open to get at her. What did she do? She resorted to overwhelming violence. She shot the punk and offed him, killed him. Is violence ever the answer? You're darn right it is. She had and used her own firearm. And I love this story for a lot of different reasons. Because, A, it's a classic example of a happy ending story on Armed American Radio. Greg, is it not? Absolutely. Absolutely classic. And it's why you should have a firearm in your vehicle, ladies and gentlemen, because of things like this. She's not facing any charges. And, you know, the DA has to do what the DA has to do. He has to point out that, you know, the use of deadly force is only legal when one fears for his or her life and being in danger. Mm. Well, if someone's trying to get into your vehicle to do you harm and you're trapped in a parking lot, you can make that assumption. Now, North Carolina has a stand your ground law as well. Should she flee? She didn't have to flee. Where's she going to go in a parking lot? All right. She tried to get away from him, wound up in the parking lot when he got out and came after her. She ended the situation. And here's what the, the DA continued. I think what's really important here is for people to understand that provision in our law is not an invitation to vigilante justice, but it does very clearly allow when someone has a reasonable fear of imminent death or serious bodily injury that you're allowed to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. Whammo, bam, pow, zam. 
end of the story. AWR didn't even need to comment further. But I will. Because this is a talk radio show, so we will talk about it. Because this is a perfect example of violence being acceptable. And I want you to correct me if I'm wrong. Am I wrong? No, not at all. We would expect. Look, nobody likes to think that this is the way their day is going to turn out. I I got up early in the morning to go to work one day, had no idea that in less than eight minutes, I was going to be holding two people at gunpoint on a city street in Tampa, Florida. Mm -hmm. But you had better be prepared for that. If you are not willing to do violence and to get violent, oh, the question is bad. Should you be carrying a firearm? Because the mere act of firing a firearm at someone is a violent act, is it not, Greg? I mean, just by definition, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like they tell most people, uh, most soldiers, first time in war, this is something you can't take back. So, you know, this is a violent action. Well, you know, Lieutenant Colonel Grossman has been on the program before. We might want to get him back on. It's been a while since he's been on. He's always fun to talk to, man. He gets real excitable about this stuff. But he wrote two books on combat and on killing. And the the psychology of having to resort to deadly force. It goes against every grain in our body and in our DNA. At least decent, law-abiding people. Nobody wants to have to kill somebody. Do you really want that on your conscience? Well, how is it going to weigh on your conscience if you know that you killed somebody that was trying to kill you? And you wanted to get home to your kids. I did. Would I have squeezed the trigger? Oh, I would have squeezed it until the thing was empty, and then I'd have reloaded it. Did I want to have to do that? Is that something I wanted to do on my way to work? Not at all. But I was prepared to do it. So it just, it brought up that thought today, you know, violence is never never the answer. No, sometimes, sadly, violence is the answer. And it had better be overwhelming violence. Why? Because those people who do not fear the system, the psychopaths among us, are willing to do violence, not like you are. You're willing to do violence in a self-defense situation as a last resort. They're willing to wreak violence on you right out of the box because you have something they think they want whether it's your car, whether it's your belongings, whether it's a child, whether it's you. It could be just you. They're willing to use violence. And that's a sad sad fact. It's it's just a sad reality that there are violent people. We've been talking about this on the show for years and years and years. But that came up in conversation today, and I thought it was fascinating because, you know, sometimes violence is necessary. It's an unfortunate, sad fact. And this woman, unfortunately, found it out because I feel certain I've never spoken to her, probably never will, would like to. But nonetheless, while she didn't want to have to do it, she did it and she's alive today because of it. God bless her. We'll be right back.
following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Yes, welcome back inside Armed American Radio Ranch's Sig Sauer Studios. Mark Walters in front of the Crossbreed Holsters. Mike with you. It's all being brought to you today and every day by the great X Insurance. You hear that Defender Coffee rejoin. I start my day with it every day, and I support the Second Amendment with it every single day. Because every time I take a sip of Defender Coffee, I am supporting the Second Amendment Foundation because part of what I spent on the Defender Coffee goes to the Second Amendment Foundation. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a win-win. And you hear Alan Gottlieb on this program every single week. And you can support him simply by buying coffee. It's that simple. And by the way, don't forget the Gun Rights Policy Conference, September 22nd through the 24th in beautiful Phoenix. That's my neck of the woods. Love that. I'll be back in Phoenix on the 24th of this month as well. Looking forward to that. And uh, GRPC, it's free to register. Just go over to saf.org. You'll see the banners up there. Sign up for it. They take really good care of you over there, and it's a lot of fun. You'll get to meet me, AWR, John Lott, Alan Gottlieb, uh, Adam Kraut, the new executive director over there, and everybody else. Dr. John Dean will be there. Uh, some of the great attorneys who win these cases across the courtroom will be giving us legal updates. Uh, you get a good happy hour and a great dinner uh, on the house over there, and they, they feed you during the day. You get a good cut rate at the room. It's at the Marriott over by the airport, so it's real easy to, uh, to get to when you land. You don't need to rent a car unless you want to, and you want to go out and drive out the desert in 120-degree heat. That's entirely up to you. I don't mind it. But you can visit saf.org and register for free. Register. Please do, and then hopefully we'll see you there. It's always fun. Greg, did you want to comment any more on the road rage incident before I move over to this uh, 7-Eleven beatdown. I love to call it a beatdown because that's exactly what it is. No, I'm good. Let's move on. All right. So moving on. So 7-Eleven. Before I go there, I want to tell you a little bit. I'm going to put your mug up on the camera because it's fun. I love that Clint Eastwood thing. I'll just leave that up there for a minute. So earlier today, I ran into a FedEx driver at a Chevrolet dealership when I was picking right. up a part for the AAR vet. And he says to me when he walks out, I open the door for him. I said, uh, stay safe out there, bro. He goes, every day. And I said, carry a gun. He goes, they don't let me. I said, who cares? <laughs> yeah. Nobody can tell you you can't defend your life. He winked at me. <laughs> okay. And I said, I'm not telling you to get fired. You know what I'm telling you. He goes, I know exactly what you're telling me. So we had a fun conversation. Funny how when you bring that up, people like to talk about that. So the reason I mention that is because the FedEx guy can lose his job if he defends himself with a firearm. And I made the comment to him. I said, dude, you're carrying a gun. Ain't nobody going to know it unless you need it. And the last thing on your mind at that point is going to be whether you're still employed at FedEx or not if you're breathing and looking down at the daisies instead of up at them. Agree with that sentiment, Greg? Your comments, please. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And I have a feeling that he would be supported by a lot of other people in this country that did not care if he carried uh, a firearm on his daily route. Because, hey, guess what? FedEx drivers might also get robbed, too, for the packages that are on their vehicles. Yeah, and I mentioned that because over the years we have covered many happy ending stories. And they are truly happy ending stories. When convenience store clerks defend themselves against criminals now in today's day and age in a democrat-run world in democrat-run cities what do we have we have crime through the roof in the next segment we're going to go to crime in dc wait till you hear these democrats boneheaded statements Mm. 
Yeah, it's remarkable. But it, you know, thanks for the content, okay? All day, every day. But in Democrat-run cities, particularly across this country, you have terrible levels of theft, burglary, mm-hmm. and violence. Now, if you work at a 7-Eleven, you know, I don't, most people might not know this, but being a convenience store clerk is one of the most dangerous jobs in this country. Think about yeah. that. How pathetic is that? Seriously. To stand behind a counter and sell chips and bananas and beer is dangerous. One of the most dangerous things you can do in this country. That's incredible to think about. Unless you start thinking about why. Well, targets of, of robberies. Would you want your kids to work? At a convenience store, behind the counter at a convenience store at, until midnight at a 7-Eleven? No. And, and let's throw that in a Democrat-run city. Mm-mm. A lot of times those are second and third jobs, right? Yep. And your life is on the line. Now I'm going to go to the New York Post on this because I like the headline. Alleged thief in viral 7-Eleven beatdown video stole two other times. Workers probed for assault. Now, Greg, I'm going to ask you on behalf of listeners. Listeners, I'm asking you the same question. Did you see the video? I absolutely did. So fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. And what I loved about it was I carried a big stick with me when I was in Massachusetts, right? Uh, yeah. And I have practiced with my stick. And I got a few moves with that thing. And if, let me tell you, if I'm successful, you ain't getting up off the ground. I mean, that thing's going to put you down and break something. And while you're down, I'm probably going to hit you a couple times just for good measure to keep you down. It's a bone cruncher. But there were two 7-Eleven clerks who just beat the ever-loving snot out of this guy who had a garbage can that was just dumping stuff that doesn't belong to him into the garbage can. And the the thief was warned, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. One of the employees tried to stop him as he was pushing this can on wheels, trying to get out, I guess. And another one came up from behind and said, I'm done with this. And just laid the beat down on this guy. Mm-hmm. Did I mischaracterize that? I'm pretty. I'm trying to describe it the right way. No, it was pretty. A, it was pretty right? accurate. The only thing that was left off was the commentator that was videotaping this, saying, "You can't do nothing till the cops show up. You can't do nothing. There's nothing you can do." Uh, yeah, there is something you can do. It's grab that big stick and whack it upside his head a few times, and then don't stop. He was laying on his back at that point going, okay, okay, okay. As his kneecaps, his shins, He got an old school caning. He got an old school beat down, okay? (laughs) But this occurred in Stockton, California. And what really fascinates me is you're talking about the video. That there's a guy not helping the clerks. He's more interested in his damn phone. Yeah. Well, he was This says so much about us. And I say us because we all have these stupid things, Okay. I'd like to think that I wouldn't pull my phone out. My first reaction, I don't think it would be because I'm into self-defense and I do carry a gun. You know, I'm the one that tells my wife and kids, put the phone down and enjoy the scenery. You're living it. You don't need to put a photograph on your phone that you're never going to see again. Okay. Uh, you know, I, uh, how many people just resort to grabbing their phones now, right? But at the same time, we use those videos. We do see them and we use them. So I'm kind of glad they're there because we can see the stuff. Well, guess what? We could also see it from the closed circuit monitors in 7-Eleven because they're all filmed. So, I mean, help the guys out, man, and put your phone down. But the video went viral. It showed one employee holding the suspect down while his coworker, get this from the New York Post, whacked him almost 25 times 
while the alleged robber screamed in agony. Now, let's go back to the previous segment. Is violence ever an answer? You're damn right it is. And this guy had been behind the counter. He threatened to shoot an employee if he tried to stop him the day before. He was, this is his second run at 3.40 in the morning the day before. And the clerks were having none of it. Do you feel sorry for the thief that got beaten down? No, not at all. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not one bit. Not one bit. Same guy walked into the store the next day. He was pretending to have a handgun. Are you going to trust that he doesn't have a handgun? How do you know he's not pretending or he might be pretending? You don't. These guys that own the 7-Eleven, I guess I don't know how 7-Eleven ownership works. Is it a is it a franchise type deal? I don't know. I think a lot of times there's a franchise agreement. Yeah. Yeah, and those franchise agreements generally have, you know, the no firearms policies as part of their agreements, that kind of nonsense, to which I would go, okay, sign it, and then carry my firearm in the store that I just bought, right? Yeah, there's a few corporate stores, but mostly, I think mostly it's, it's a franchise thing, kind of like McDonald's. Well, Stockton officials are now investigating the guys who put the beat down on the criminal. And there's a comment, if I can find it. I saw it yesterday on a fake news program from the Modesto Bee. Now that I just remember that, let me search that during the break. Because their commentary was astonishing. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Oh, and then we'll go to Washington, D.C. This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show. Yes, back to the show indeed. A tattoo on my arm, if you're watching, says, We the people, not we the government. I like that. We're going to have to use that. We the government. I wonder if they'd get a tattoo that said that, like Chuck Schumer or Mitch McKenna, any of those guys. We the government. Six Hour Studios fired up for you. Crossbreed Holsters, Mike. Final segment, second hour of the program on a Tuesday. It's a day before Garbage Day. We love Garbage Day at the ranch because the Democrats always handle, always hand us something. It's all being brought to you by X Insurance and all of our partners. Make sure to check them all out at armedamericanradio.com. Thank you for listening on whatever station you're listening to the show on. And thank you to the affiliates for giving you the option to listen to the show by carrying the show. Thanks to every single one of them. We continue to grow because of you and our partners. Thanks for that. All right, we're talking about this beatdown in California, in Stockton, California. Some scumbag, rot-gut thief. Now, to me, there's nothing lower than a thief. There's nothing lower than a thief, as far as I'm concerned. They get everything they deserve. And if it's a beatdown, good. You get no sympathy from me. Why? I've said this for years. If you attempt to deprive another human being of their right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, you lose your right to all three of the above instantly. And if your own death results... From your desire to take someone's life, liberty, or pursuit of happiness, too bad for you. You should have picked another line of work. It's that simple. No sympathy for me whatsoever. Modesto B. Here's the headline. Just the headline. Oh. Stockton 7-Eleven clerks went too far in viciously beating brazen shoplifter opinion. The opinion is from the editorial board at the Modesto B. Oh, well. It's an editorial, so... 
that's okay. This is the liberal mindset. This is California. Take a listen to this. We're going to go through this opinion piece. Guys, we'll go to the Washington, D.C. story tomorrow. It's pretty evergreen. But this bears conversation here. Store clerks have legal options when someone shoplifts. Teaming up to brutally beat the thief isn't one of them. Really? When a guy says he has a gun and he's going to shoot you, it's not an option? I mean, you, just to get through the first line is easy to do. Oh. What are these people thinking? No wonder two Seven Eleven clerks in Stockton who battered a would-be shoplifter with a wooden rod are being investigated by police. Although brazen stealing is frustrating, costly, and dangerous to store employees, confronting it with violence that far exceeds self-defense is not the answer. If, the, if I had permission to say the seven dirty words that the FCC doesn't want me to say right now, every single one of them would come out in one sentence. Yep. Every single one of them. Because as we talked about in previous segments, sometimes it is the answer. Most people watching the first part of a viral video taken by a bystander will be shocked at the way a man with partially concealed face methodically sweeps stacks of cigarette cartons off a shelf with his arms and into a bag-lined garbage bin back on July 29th. Viewers might be outraged and angry that the suspect seemed to believe he could calmly walk out with stolen goods unimpeded. These types of images symbolize growing public frustration over brazen theft occurring in public stores that many of us frequent. Part of our outrage is that we imagine ourselves faced with sudden danger while minding our own business while shopping. Yeah, there's that. Or being the owner and having stuff just stolen by the arm loaded from your business. Don't get, a hold, don't get ahead of me. Mm. Or the Modesto B editorial board, please. Mm. It's easy for you to do because you're smarter than the average bear, boo-boo. Well, sometimes. <laughs> boo-boo. <laughs> He's <laughs> smarter than the average bear, boo-boo. In this game, that's how difficult. Now we're lost. <laughs> no, because I got it right here in front of me. In this case, I have to move on quick, though, or I will get lost. In this case, boo-boo, the robber, so, was, impeded, <laughs> the robber was impeded from, quote-unquote, getting away with it. One clerk grabs the shoplifter's arms and takes him to the ground, while another man wails on the suspect with a staff or pole, raining more than two dozen blows and full arc swings, mostly to his legs and torso as the man screams in pain. Where is the line when it comes to protecting property? California law gives a homeowner the right to confront an intruder with deadly force. That right does not extend to commercial property subjected to shoplifting. What? Let's continue. This is an important distinction, and one wonders if the legal outcome of this confrontation results in felony assault charges for those who went too far defending a store from theft that may not have risen to a felony charge. The justice system will decide this. No, the justice system already decided, bro. It's called street justice. Okay, editorial board? And that store is owned by someone who makes a living off of it. And this is where you were jumping ahead because this is where you were going with this, Greg. Mm -hmm. When you're taking the property that that person sells to make a living off of it, you're taking away their right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Mm Mm-hmm. If you observe a crime, you can, readers of the Modesto B recently learned the ins and outs of a citizen's arrest. We're not talking about a citizen's arrest here, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about a citizen's beatdown. If you observe a crime, you can lawfully detain someone until the cops arrive. Reasonable force is okay under some circumstances. But a citizen's arrest that goes wrong could lead to civil or criminal charges such as assault and battery, false imprisonment, or kidnapping, according to Shouse California Law Group. This is what we all want for America is this California ideals, right? If there isn't an immediate threat to their own or other safety, you know, in this case, threatening to be shot. 
isn't an immediate threat to these people. I continue. Citizens should be encouraged to let police handle the situation. The police aren't there. No doubt that Stockton clerks were frustrated. Authorities said the partially masked man had reportedly stolen from the store before. The Stockton police station is just across the street from the store, which may have contributed to the frustration of the store clerks. Do you think? Because we know from past experience that the cops don't have to be there to protect you. Even if they're across the street. The time it takes for them to get across the street could mean you're dead. Not to mention the Supreme Court ruled that they are not obligated to protect you either. On multiple cases. So that means your property as well. Police in Stockton are busy with weighty matters, as they are in Sacramento, Modesto, and elsewhere. You know what those weighty matters are? Democrat policies. Editorial board. Petty theft often doesn't get the cops' attention, and if a thief is arrested, punishment is handed out in court typically is light. These people are making their own case against themselves. Yeah, they don't know it. And the theft isn't petty when it's your livelihood. But easy to sit in your little boardroom and put together your stupid editorial because it doesn't impact you. But thrashing the guy with a big rod viciously and repeatedly is not a lawful response. The hell it's not. The bystander recording this display of vigilantism. Vigilantism. Vigilante defending his store and himself and other employees from someone who said he was going to shoot them. Nowhere near it. 30. Before exiting, the shoplifter asked for a soda, calling into question his mental state. At no time did he appear to pose a physical threat to the clerks. He told him he was going to shoot him. Here's the line that gets me. Street justice may be popular in movies or among frustrated citizens, but it has no place in a society governed by the rule of law. The rule of law in California that has allowed criminals to go into stores with garbage cans threatening to shoot people, to take stuff that doesn't belong to them away from people who it does belong to, who they just threaten to kill. Let me tell you, editorial board, what every American wants to see. They want to see this guy get beaten down with a big rod, viciously and repeatedly. That might put a stop to this nonsense that you've created and that you are enabling. I hope the welts on him don't heal for months and months. I hope it hurt. And more importantly, I hope he learned a lesson. And guess what, store clerks? Public is going to be behind you not the editorial board. Remember that. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is going to get up and do it again tomorrow precisely because they don't want us talking about this. That's exactly why we do it. Carry on, carry off, and carry absolutely everywhere. Never, ever, ever leave your cave without your club or a big, huge stick. We'll be back on the radio with you tomorrow. Enjoy your day. You've just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. On the Armed American Radio Network. 